to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. Getting to finally tell Randy off was uh, life changing. I mean it. I, now I'm, I'm free to do all those things I ever wanted to do. Things that I know I was destined to do, like we talked about, Helen. Helen? John, we've talked about this. I yeah, like I you, know. and I've enjoyed talking with you these so past few months. Eight months. I'm not allowed to meet customers. A customer? We have a confession. We've never watched Lost. Now, we're tired of hearing about it, so we're finally watching the hit TV show for the first time. Come along with us to the island. And please stay close by because we're, we're so, so lost. lost. We need you to stop telling us what we can't do. We're also rewatching the classic ABC TV series Lost. How you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm good. How are you? What's your name? What? What's your name? Anne-Marie. Last name? Dee Simone. And I'm Bill Meeks. Uh, we, we need to introduce ourselves at the top of every show. <laughs> you said, hey, Anne-Marie, how are you doing? So we, I went with it. We don't want our <laughs> listeners to be lost. Oh, that's you know? fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because they would be lost if we didn't introduce ourselves. See, and then I thought you were making a reference to my mm-hmm. costume today. And, and I wouldn't be able to tell you because <laughs> I have no idea what her name is. But the thing is, is uh, not, not only would our viewers feel lost if we didn't introduce lost. ourselves, but they, they might end up going walkabout. Oh, we don't need them going walkabout. Yeah, they, that would just be bad. And walk, uh, we walk, are recording walk, walk. this on Monday night, 8.15 p.m. EST. <laughs> we decided to go live early. So Sorry. Yeah, at live.universebox.com. We do have a chatter with us. Uh, his his name is Michael Lucero. You may have heard of him. Yeah, uh, we'll have a voicemail coming up from him in probably about 10 or 15 minutes here, <laughs> as we usually do. The uh, huge. But, but I, we, we, we love being here to talk we about We do. Lost. This is really fun. I've it been is. enjoying this. It's a good time. Amory, why don't we go ahead and... Uh, We're going to go over our spoiler policy before I read the rhyme. Okay. Just to fine. clarify, since we are still in the early days of the mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah, let's go ahead and... Just Discuss this because you normally we're not spoiler sensitive at all. Not we in the slightest. Care. We love spoilers. If you have a Gotham or Once Upon a Time spoiler, send mm-hmm. it our way. However, Lost, since it's all over and done with already, everything's a spoiler. We're trying to watch this like mm-hmm. an original like watch through. And the shtick uh, of the show, yeah, yeah, is that we don't know what's we have no happen, idea what's happening. So. We don't know any major plot points or monsters that are mm-hmm. coming up. Um, so basically, we just, are uh, lost. Let us stay there. You can go, oh, you'll get an answer to that eventually or yeah. in season four. Don't go season four, episode three in the first 15 minutes. You'll find that out from X, Y, and Z. Don't you, do that. Uh, you'll see You'll see when Sawyer gets his hand cut off. Right. Does that happen? And then kills uh, Lori from The Walking Dead or something. Oh, like oh bringing it all around there. But yeah, uh, <laughs> so, so, you know, you can give us spoilers. Just keep them pretty gentle. General. Very general. It would but be great. You know what? I And that means up until the episode we're talking about that episode. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking about. Well, what episode are we talking about, Amory? But don't go past this episode that Amory is going to tell you about right now. John Locke is a man caught up in a miracle. His vacation plans come off as satirical. Shannon teaches Charlie to learn how to fish. He'll wade through water to land a rich dish. 
The dwindling food gives them something to talk about. The gang's hunting pigs as a lame man goes walkabout. Walkabout. Walkabout, then. Walkabout, mate. Okay, mate. Walkabout, mate. Oh, this is just wrong. What'd you think? I liked it. I have some issues, which we'll get to, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, and seeing... <laughs> oh, Michael <laughs> Lucero. Uh, Michael Lucero in the chat room says that Locke kills Dumbledore. No! I knew it. I had him pegged as a villain from the start. It was never Snape. It was John Locke. Um, but, no, I liked the episode. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this one. Mm-hmm. Lots of things. Lots of things. Yeah, it was a good episode overall. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I, I definitely enjoyed it, too. Um, it, but uh, as we mentioned, uh, it did very much deal with Snape. I mean, Locke. Uh, John Locke. Uh, and, and that's uh, the first thing I really wanted to talk about. Now, uh, the title of the episode is Walkabout. Mm-hmm. Uh, John's... Uh, a story or his past story in the past mm-hmm. uh, is really about him, you know, planning out this whole walkabout adventure right. in Australia. And uh, they, it said that a walkabout is a journey of spiritual renewal. And I, I, I know this term mm-hmm. from a lot of different things. I can think of uh, uh, there was a plot line with a red tornado in the 52 comic book series where this sure. happened. There goes Ra- that one. Well, right back, at, right around the same time uh, that the series was going on, actually, is when that happened. But it's basically, uh, you know, you go, you walk, you kind of you self- walk about, re- you self reflect, and uh, you you kind of learn a bit about, about yourself along the way. Uh, mm. You know, Native Americans did this with peyote, like they go out into mm. the desert with peyote, go to the top of a cliff, and be careful you know, yeah. on peyote. Yeah, exactly, Aww. exactly. So uh, you know, Locke plans out this whole walkabout. Then he gets there, and they tell him he can't go because because of his wheelies. Yeah, the the wheels that you don't know about until that very moment. Mm-hmm. That was quite the revelation. Yeah, because you didn't know about that. We I... kind of teased about this last week, or I, I was like, uh, did you? Yeah, we were talking about the miracle that he tells. Uh, yes, Walt the, the about. miracle. Did he tell him about it? He he told him that when it occurred was happening. Yeah, and I I, I kind of was trying to prod you for if you knew anything because i happen to know this one spoiler mm. uh from when i watched the first season back in 2005 or whatever mm. but uh you know so uh he uh he he he's denied going on the walkabout because mm-hmm. of his condition and then he gets on the plane to go home crash lands on the island all of a sudden he can walk uh yeah well i mean he'd only had the condition for four years yeah. So something had to have triggered that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it was like an illness or an injury. And then I guess the fall just, you know, shook everything back in place. Maybe. Or I mean, maybe there's something a bit more mystical or magical Yay! going on. I mean, I, I, I'm not I'm not ready, anywhere near ready to rule out the fact that magic is real, like in this show. I, I'm assuming, in fact, I'm operating on the assumption that magic is real, magic. that fate is an intelligent force. Um, oh. I, I'm also uh, factoring in that you know Hurley uh, for some reason d- denies all, denies all laws of physics and won't lose a pound on the island, uh, even though he's out in the sun all day working really hard, not eating very much because they're out of food. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I did. I absolutely love John Locke's backstory. Mm-hmm. Uh, the group knows him as this complete and total badass. This, you know. Well, I mean that, and I mean he's just tough, not necessarily a badass, mm-hmm. but he's he keeps to himself, but he looks tough. Yeah, not, he just he at least has that persona. Well, I mean they, they definitely have this perception of him enough that to when he comes at them with a suitcase full of knives and he's well, like, "Let's creepy. go hunt, hunt these wild pigs." They're like, "Okay, yeah, sure." That sounds good. You obviously know what you're you doing. Seem, you seem like you're capable of doing that. Why not, right? Yeah. 
Uh, but so uh, they they know him, and especially through this episode too, they they even get more of a sense of that whole badass uh, side Bad-assery. of his nature. But in his previous life, he's le- weak. He's made fun of by all of his coworkers. Uh, he's by lonely. one of his coworkers. Well, by at least one of them. I yeah. I, I would assume that he was represent that coworker was representative of, of the whole office. Because oh, I mean, okay. you, you know, he the weird guy playing a tabletop game in the break room. Like uh, he wasn't alone though. He wasn't alone. At least he had a friend. He wasn't alone. But yeah, I, I'm just saying. I'm sure. Friend. I'm sure other people in the office probably felt similar about him. Probably. And uh, you know, even the TPS reports thing, which I think that was an office. Oh yes, it was office space reference. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. need those TPS reports. And, and the most intimate relationship he had was that uh, oh. that he paid for with a phone sex operator. Not even poor not Helen. even a proper prostitute, but a no. phone sex operator. But a phone sex operator named helen that yeah just seems weird well i mean shouldn't she be something i'm like sure it money? wasn't a, i'm sure it wasn't a real name yeah i'm just saying but it's definitely a, a wide gulf a big contrast between past uh mm-hmm. lock and present lock on the island mm-hmm. probably the widest gulf we've seen i mean we haven't seen a ton of flashbacks yet no. But I, I, if I'm thinking back, and if I remember correctly, no other characters like this where the person they were before is completely different to who they are on the island. Well, if we learned anything um, with our last episode, um, they everybody gets a clean start. You get a fresh start. Mm-hmm. So this is him choosing to live how he wants to live. Yeah, I, uh, Michael Lucero in the chat room says, "Did you notice, by the way, the sound locks adding machine made?" No. I did not, Michael. You can go ahead and tell us that. You can it's tell us that. Spoiler. Except. But uh, as you mentioned, I, I really did enjoy how they did all of the shots and the flashback sequences to where you didn't realize he was in a wheelchair no. until the very last scene. There was nothing to in, like to indicate it at all. Because, you know, he was he was sitting at his desk or he was sitting at the lunch table or he was kicking back in the bed talking to Helen. Right. All the way up into where he's just sitting across the desk from the Australian tour, tour guide. Yeah. And uh, he just rolls out and Roll big out. reveal. I and uh, I, I I do also enjoy that. Uh, although I I think you know I don't remember what what I felt like when I initially watched the episode, but I almost feel like that opening shot because uh, it was the, the opening shot. Yeah, with the toe. Yeah. Like I think that would have given me a pretty solid clue. I I, I can't think? I can't remember how how I uh, interpreted it, then. interpreted it when I first saw the episode, and I didn't know that. Okay, well I can tell you how I interpreted it. Mm-hmm. He was making sure he still had feeling in his toes. Mm-hmm. I was I took it more as making sure he hadn't broken something and lost oh, okay. feeling. So it's sort of the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's the same sound <gasps> that the monster makes as it approaches him. That's fun. Oh. That's a lot of fun. Okay, yep, that'll be a thing. Now, one thing again. Do you have any other thoughts on his flashback sequence and all that at all? Nope, nope, no, no, no. Pretty, pretty, pretty we're, succinct. We're good. Okay, but the one thing that uh, left a little bit of a question in my mind is just the fact that he's so obsessed uh, with, with this new persona of his that he's so into it that I, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm kind of foreseeing that there's going to be a situation where there are opportunities to get off the island mm-hmm. and he's going to intentionally sabotage them because he likes who he is on the island so much more than the person he was on land. Well, who said I, he has to go back to his old life? Well, I know. I'm just saying I, I, could, I could totally see that happening with this 
this character that he well first of all you'd think he'd be straight up about that to begin with uh you know the fact nobody that, is straight up about anything yeah but the fact that he'd been in a wheelchair or something like that especially at least to jack if nothing else you know doc check me out i was paralyzed and now i'm not can you make sure that we're not going to go back the other way you know so i i, I can definitely see him Kind kind of keeping things close to the close to his chest, and if a situation happens where they can get off the island, mm-hmm. him potentially sabotaging it or delaying it because he doesn't want to turn back that clock. Interesting. So that, that's kind of a, what I Bill see. Bill makes his theory time. Yeah, that that was that's my theory for now. Your theories, your thoughts. Yes. So, um, why why did it take them four days to run out of food? <laughs> like, okay. Mm-hmm. So airplanes, they're big, but they're not like gigundo, and they re-up things at every stop. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine them carrying more than one meal per passenger. Yeah. So let's just say this is like a 200, 250 passenger plane, because it was pretty big. Mm-hmm. Even at one meal a day for 40 people, because I feel like somebody out there said there's like 40 of them. Yeah. That's 160 meals for the four days. Mm-hmm. Like, and they probably had already eaten something on the, you know, and it just, math, mm-hmm. I don't get it. Like, I'm sure a lot was ruined in, well, crashing and wasn't found or, you know, they had to be down or uh, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure they don't have a refrigeration system set up on the island yet either. Well, there's that. There is that. But so there's, I mean, well, so that's a valid thing. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, where where are they storing the food that had to be some sort of... In their bellies because it's all gone. It's all gone. <laughs> it's gone. Um, wasn't, actually, wasn't wasn't Hurley in charge of the food? Oh, he was. And don't be like that. I'm, I say that as somebody who used to weigh 350 pounds. Right. But he was also the person who gave uh, Prego Claire two meals on the first day <laughs> instead of one. Mm-hmm. So you have that also. Um, uh, what was I going to say? So also, why haven't they tried fishing before now? Mm-hmm. It really took four days. Like, they're all just like hanging out. Wouldn't you have gone, well, there's an ocean there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's try something other than these prepackaged <laughs> um, airplane meals and peanuts mm-hmm. that we salvage from carcasses to put it nicely why aren't they eating the carcasses okay see that's crossing a line i wouldn't i wouldn't i get i guess a few days out they they're not ready to cross that line they're not crossing that line well they're barbecuing they're having a cookout (laughs) um we're awful a little bit a little little bit bit. Uh, um shouldn't there be something i mean even using a shirt to make a fishing net instead of having to stab it with a pointy Mm -hmm. stick or with um a knife tied onto it Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we could put something together. We've got a man making antennas and fixing broken receptors, and we're, we're using a pointy stick to fish. Well, it's early days yet. They're just getting a handle on things. I mean, Shannon... I, I believe it's Shannon. Ask Charlie to to go do the fishing. Charlie asked Hurley to help him out. Right. And so so they're really they're they're starting off with Hurley's grandfather's technique. No, we're and, not because that was fishing off Santa Monica Pier. I just but, think. But uh, well, I mean, they're they're starting off with this technique. It will continue to grow. Right, right. As as you know, things progress. Right. Well, I mean, you also we had had Korean guy who was digging up like mussels or whatever mm-hmm. from the ocean yeah, two it, weeks ago. I, I will say, Michael in the chat room says, I, I think people are still in shock and expecting rescue, so they're not being as active as they should in terms of survival stuff. Yeah, and yeah I, I can see that, but I think we're finally hitting the point where they're realizing mm-hmm. this ain't happening. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that kind of progress 
noticing as as we go on, more people start to realize, oh crap, yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. Th- th- this is for reals time. So, like, and by the way, hi hope in the chat. Hello, hope. So. Uh, okay, everyone is really surprised by the wild boars. Mm-hmm. Why are you surprised by the wild boars? They sounded like wild boars, like uh, wait when they were approaching the plane. Like, what is it? I'm like, it's an what animal. What could that possibly? <laughs> right. What could that possibly be? <laughs> That so thing the, that sounds like a wild boar. What could it be? Yeah. Also, did the hiking group tell them about the polar bear, the random polar bear on an island? I don't think. I don't think that's common knowledge. No. No. Okay. So I that think makes, that was one of the things they kept kind of secret. That's fair. But okay. So what other types of animals are we going to have on this hand? There's got to be some sort of birds mm-hmm. flying around. Um, we haven't seen anybody interact with like a snake or a lizard or a. I don't know, like spiky mm-hmm. thing, whatever they're called. I'd like some monkeys. Uh, you know, I'd like a monkey, but... Locke could use, a, like, a pet monkey. He would totally have a That'd pet monkey, like a like big a, one. Like a rhesus monkey. Oh, it's a rhesus monkey. One of those little ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> little, little ones. Or he'll have, like, a gorilla the monkey, follow the, the monkey equivalent of a teacup poodle. Oh! <laughs> yes, please. Um, and shouldn't they have been more excited than upset by Locke's knives? Like, now they can actually, like, hunt and fish and mm-hmm. debone the things and break down the animals. Well, I didn't really read them is too upset by that um but. i did a little bit i've got like ants on my table here sorry you brought them from the island it's uh, okay apparently i did also last but certainly not least so did the monster throw the boar at Locke? i don't know i what I, is that i have some questions on that too because that's left very much hanging up in the air and everything okay. so i i am very like, curious yeah too. like he, he was bloody but he wasn't cut mm-hmm. and obviously he got away so I, right. I mean, that, that's the big thing. But we will talk about that more in a couple of minutes. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, something else uh, that that happened in this episode is they really kind of hit you over the head several times that Jack is now the de facto leader. If you did, if you weren't aware of it from the place he's uh, been put in the plot of the show, right? Uh, he is the protagonist. He is sort of the the leader, the leader, the leader, leader of, of the pack. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, the leader of the pack. Uh, you know, and it's not just uh, him, you know, taking the reins and be like, hey, I'm going to lead these guys and make them safe and do all this stuff for them and everything. No, it's the other characters coming to him and assuming he's in this position too. Like Claire asked him to lead the service, uh, the memorial service. Right. Uh, they expect him to deal with uh, – Boone expects him to deal with Rose off right. on the – But he had sat beach. with Rose. Yeah, he – See, that one made but sense But they didn't know me. that. Well, if – I mean, Boone knew enough to say you saved her life. But I mean, yeah, but I, I, I'm just saying that, you know, I, I think that I don't think they came to him for that reason. I think they came to him because they see him as the leader of the group. Okay. And, uh, you know, so, so, you know, he's the de facto leader of the group and he's totally at this point a reluctant hero too. Yeah. He, he, he's fine being the medical guy, the doctor guy, but he doesn't want any non-medical responsibilities to the group keeps forcing on him and, right. and all these non-medical decisions that the group uh, keeps forcing on him too. I feel like either he's going to need to start delegating, uh, you know, being an actual leader instead of the reluctant hero sort of – the reluctant leader mm-hmm. sort of thing or he's going to sna- end up snapping on all of them well, and he's going to make some uh, some dangerous decisions for, for everybody. So he – but he, ha- he doesn't even like when they call him doctor though, like Jack. Mm-hmm. Doctor. Jack. Like, he said it a couple times. Like, he doesn't want to be just called doctor. He'd like to, you know, be a person. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the opposite, though, where he likes the uh, doctor stuff, but not the other stuff. He li- he he likes 
falling into those comfortable responsibilities, but he doesn't like that being his identity on the island. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I, I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and his big flaw right now especially is that he's caring to a fault and he does things he doesn't want to do because he cares so much about other people, which I, I is admirable, mm-hmm. definitely, but I, th- I think it's going to bite him in the, in the butt. Uh Moving forward, I think he. I think he's going to get burned out, and he's going to start making mistakes. And I, it, he's he's going to start doing more and more things that people want him to do, and not things he wants to do or things should be done. And it's going to cost the group a lot. Okay, I, I, I that's where I see his arc going. See, and I thought him taking the time to go sit with Rose was just as good for him because he was there for a while. Mm-hmm. He was there pretty much the whole time they were on their hunting mission. Yeah, and. I found that, like, you know, some good zen for him until Rose and her revelation, but we'll talk about that. Um, (laughs) So. Lots more coming up about Rose. More coming up. Uh, Michael Lucero uh, says we'll hear more about Locke and his encounter with the monster. Good. Good. It's always good. Um, But, yeah, you had something. I have something. Have they walked around the entire island? No, absolutely not. Why? Well, they walked over like half of it. But no, there is a beach or an edge to the whole thing. I get mm-hmm. you don't want to go to the scary inner jungle with the monster thing where you're watching it just tumble trees and stuff. Yeah. But walk around the whole beach. Mm-hmm. There's coastline there. You'll get back. <laughs> You'll get back. You know, take like well, I think- four or five guys. I think we've seen a couple of them like go off to various ends like Kate uh went down the way to bathe and right. you know uh the the other couple was like the Korean couple. Yeah, they they were down on the other side of the beach away from everybody for a while. Yeah. But um I I, I think it's probably, you know, a big part they they want to try and stay together except for these, you know, scouting missions. Well, that's and the stuff thing. That they're still out. sending these people on missions like mm-hmm. there was like what was it? 6 or 7 of them that went on the initial um receiver mm-hmm. mission and stuff like that michael's telling me that it's a much bigger island than it looks you know i get that but mm-hmm. how do you not know that you're gonna like walk around some rocks and find like a plethora of banana trees bananas are easy <laughs> bananas grow back like mm-hmm. a banana salad for everyone like <laughs> banana bananas banana banana oh also uh this hope loves in the chat room says they assume that jack is the smartest guy because he's a doctor and that he's a good leader because of this which actually i can see that well to be fair that's kind of the name of the game on a plane right like, yeah is there a doctor on is, the plane yeah is there a doctor in the house and then y- y- you know they, that's needed constantly so i mean it kind of makes good it's, sense too it's dangerous it's <laughs> constantly need a doctor on an airplane okay one last yeah, thing but, but i i would assume more exploration they'll kind of once they realize they don't need to stay stay on the beach waiting for a rescue as much and uh you know they oh i guess there is that plus you know uh the 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 leaders the the power click Mm -hmm. on the island they know about the monster they know about the polar bears they know about all the dangers they've seen already with the minimum or minimal exploration they have done they're probably like you know let's keep it here for a while once they get a few more encounters with those people or those elements, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, once they get a little bit more comfy being stranded on the island, I, I, I'd assume we're going to see some more explore. They're they're going to start expanding, yeah, like uh, like Donald Trump in Scotland, you know. Shh, <laughs> stop it. Okay, one last thought. Who's the dude in 
the suit? Good question. Do you remember? You know the answer to this, don't you? I have a vague. I hate when you know the answers and no, I don't. I have a vague recollection of something about it, but I don't. I don't. Th- I don't know if I'm right or not. I so. can sense Michael's head exploding with my statement <laughs> of who is the dude in the suit. Yeah, I. I want to know who the dude in the suit is too. Is he real? Is he not real? Is I'm he, thinking is he's Jack, not real. Is Jack cracked? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he's cracked, and this is like his father leading him, like because mm-hmm. he led him to lock mm-hmm. so yeah. oh you think it's his father i don't know i'm th- something like that yeah be- just because the way he looked at him it you was forget the face of your father that sort of thing uh, it- it's a dark tower reference i think i don't get that's for uh, my friend jg god oh he's listening uh, hi Didi. um yeah no i just i think it's like a character or some persona personification of somebody who has guided him maybe and mm-hmm. that's why he has such a strong reaction because you know there are people on the island yeah we, we brought like 40 people and you know maybe somebody threw on a jacket i don't know they were cold <laughs> yeah michael lucero can't say anything about the suit guy just <laughs> wait he says just wait he says <sighs> the waiting yeah it's gonna be interesting to see i'm i'm very excited but i we, we'll get back to talking about lost in just mm-hmm. a minute but uh, emory why don't you tell them a little bit about our patreon howdy guys you might be familiar we have a patreon over at patreon.com slash universe box this is a great way for you to help support us and our podcasts legends from gotham uh greeting no legends of gotham greetings from storybrooke and now we're so lost we're so um, lost it's a monthly donation you can make uh starting at 10 cents up to mm-hmm. whatever you feel like giving us um you'll receive free books some exclusive content you're getting these on audio early yeah we are um, posting all of these to our patreon early in audio form yes yeah, so. so if you like listening at work and can't play youtube become a patron and you can listen to them at work um mm-hmm. let's see there's some milestones like we'll write you a letter sing you a song uh yeah, stuff like that we're also releasing like a uh, movie commentary yes we need weeks to- and weeks and weeks before uh they get released on other feeds like our universe, universe box, box feed. feed right uh and uh we're, we're currently uh we're revamping it, yeah we're revamping this up for the new year uh, we, we'll be uh doing some change because we haven't really touched it since much, we started it since we started it about a year ago right and well things have changed yeah so uh, uh we want to thank our 29 patrons who are currently giving us 143 dollars and 52 cents a month awesome. to make this awesome content uh, you guys rock we're awesome you're awesome for being awesome for all us. of the awesome patreon.com slash universe box again that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com oh. Slash universe box, and we want Look to thank each and every one of you uh, for supporting us. We love you, etc., etc., etc. Oh wait, what, Michael? Michael? I'm going to record a voicemail for the We're So Lost podcast. What are you talking about, Michael? You can't. Don't tell me what I can't do. <laughs> okay, sorry. <sighs> Let me get a tissue. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that. That that is why you should keep watching Lost, even if it didn't hook you from the pilot. That is one of my favorite moments in the entire show, and possibly the most shocking plot twist. There are some pretty shocking moments later on, but to my mind, none of them compare to this. Because after this, you kind of expect certain things to happen on the more mystical, miraculous level. But before this, you don't even know that something like what happened to Locke is even on the table. I I still can't watch the last scene of this episode without tearing up a little. I think a lot of that has to do with the music, that sad, desperate, pitiful music that swells and soars into a 
attention as Locke wakes up on the beach and finds mm-hmm. that he can move his toes. Oh, man. Another thing that's so striking about... Something I loved even more than that yeah. was the look he gives the, the darn wheelchair at the end of yes, it. Yes, I love the look and then the I won't ro- smile. I, I won't say what I wrote down in my notebook, but it's a very filthy word that says a, says a lot uh, about his feelings about that chair. The moment is the sheer and utter contrast between uh, his experience of the crash and everyone else's. Mm-hmm. Uh, the others are running and staggering around in horror and fear, and you can see the happiness build to ecstasy as Locke walks again for the first time. Um, so already we're seeing a great example of the theme from last episode, Tabula Rasa, where one of the characters is using... Uh, the opportunity the, uh, the island is offering to reinvent himself. His life before the crash is really sad, really dull and meaningless. And in everything there, Locke was confronted with limitations and his inabilities were constantly being paraded in his face. But here on the island, a miracle has happened and now he's a man who is able and not disabled. He's a man that the others need who offers unique skills and perspectives. But more than that, Locke isn't just making the best of the crash. He's embracing it with open arms. He's seeing what the others don't see, that the island is the best thing that could have happened to them. And um, by the way, did you notice the sound that uh, Locke's adding calculator made? It's uh, a little bit similar. We did. One of our listeners, Michael Lucero, <laughs> pointed it out to us in the chat room. Similar to one of the sounds the monster makes. Um, and did you notice that the way uh, that Locke's face changed when he saw the monster? And I find that really interesting. The moment kind of still confuses me a little bit. I'm still not entirely sure I agree with what most Lost fans would probably assume happened there. I can't really say more until you watch. They totes made out. Totes. Lock in the monster. Mm. Lonster. Lonster. Oh, we are not shipping that. Too late. The season one finale, but put a mental bookmark in that moment. Um, okay. Rose tells Jack uh, that the people in the tail section probably think that they didn't survive either. And I don't know about you, but I would be very disappointed if we didn't eventually find out what happened to Rose, uh, Rose's husband. I also, feel like you already know. was the man in the <laughs> suit on the beach that Jack kept seeing? He seems like he could be someone pretty important. I wonder if we'll learn more about him maybe in the next episode? Well, Ooh. I guess we'll have to see. As always, thank you, namaste, and good luck. <laughs> Namaste. Thank you very much, Michael. Uh, and uh, and uh, we, I think we have one more voicemail from you, so you might, you might want to go ahead and start sending those in shortly because yes. we might get. We're uh, probably going to get through that this week. Yeah, probably. Let's just this be honest. Week. Send us a Christmas miracle mm-hmm. of a few more voicemails. Yeah, lots, and lots of teases there. I really like that. It almost felt like a next time trailer or something. It was like that. It, well, these were supposed to be talking us down if we hated it, and he did yeah. these before he realized we really liked it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> he's like, "No, we might find this out." <laughs> So, I like it. Though. I like it a lot. I do like that tone. Keep that. Tone I know. Yeah. Coming, keep that. Definitely. Keep that. Okay. And you mentioned Rose, Rose and her husband. I had some thoughts on that actually. All right. Uh, share with the group. I actually, after hearing Michael's voicemail, I'm way more confident in. <laughs> okay. Uh, first of all, she seems pretty together when Jack first approaches her and they uh-huh. start talking and everything. I was expecting her to be just like crazy, ah, crazy boo boo uh-huh. out there. Yes, yeah, she wasn't. Yeah. You know. Yeah. She was pretty, pretty uh, pulled together. She was. You know, talking very normally. She wasn't panicked. I and she seemed 
seemingly strikes crazy right at the end of their conversation. Yeah, right at the end there. When she starts talking about her husband and the other passengers. Uh, she says specifically, my husband is not dead when, as far as they know, he got sucked out of the back of the plane with all those other people that we've seen in that right. oft-repeated uh, flashback to the plane Things crash. Things are flying, papers everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering if she's in denial or uh, does she sense that something that nobody else does? That... It's the ring because she was holding the ring. And well, there's magic yeah. here. So sure. Yeah. It, it, does she know something about the, the other people on the plane that nobody else does? I, or Did the other people somehow survive i, I what if uh, you know there are other survivors elsewhere on this island who and weren't... this is why they need to go for a walk about the island <laughs> not a walk about into the woods a walk about around oh, a, walk a... <gasps> a walk around about a walk around about a walk around about and like there's that. the title <laughs> there's the episode title yeah uh, by the way angels in the chat room hello, hello. Angel. i hold on i'm just just gonna type that walk, like that. walk around about around about yeah but I, I definitely i think i think that some more exploration is necessary but yeah it would be interesting if there were some more survivors elsewhere on the island from the plane crash and what are they going to do when they run into this whole group that wasn't even looking for them? Yeah. are they going to be upset about that oh yeah i would be a, a little bit upset if you know well i guess his wife uh, is assuming he's still alive but you know if i found out there was this whole group of survivors that were on the plane who weren't even attempting to look for me well he's not looking for them mm-hmm. true true it goes both ways y'all yeah i wouldn't <laughs> I, I i would also uh i wouldn't be surprised if maybe you know that other part of the plane mm-hmm. maybe they dropped a couple people off in the woods along the way and <laughs> you know they just pop out of the woods one day hey i need food too <laughs> well seeing fish. as how like the only thing i know is that new characters get introduced in this show over the next seven years or whatever mm-hmm. which makes no sense but you know it, on all, an island all that being said uh i definitely um I do think it's very unlikely that there were any survivors based on what we've seen of the plane crash. But then again, so is a giant monster in the woods. Yeah. And a polar bear on a tropical island. A polar bear and some wild boars. And an estranged son in loving his father again. Like Walton, Well, he was injured Michael. and he had bonded yeah. with the Korean lady. I guess so. Coming soon. I guess so. Okay, you wanted to talk about the professor. I mean, Saeed. The professor Saeed. and Marianne. So who's Marianne? If Lost is Gilligan's Island, Saeed's definitely the professor. Totally the professor. Uh, Marianne, I think, would probably be Claire. Yeah, that's Marianne. Ginger would be, uh, what's her name, Shannon? Yes, that's Shannon. Uh, let's see, let's Gilligan, see. Hurley. It's either Hurley or Charlie. Yeah, I, could, I think I, that it's a two-parter. I, that could go either way. That could go either way. Mister mm. and Missus Howe, the Korean couple, done. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Because yeah, they're a couple. Look at us. This they, is fun. Well, we didn't get the skipper. I guess. I guess Jack would. Be I was the thinking Jack's the yeah, skipper. Jack would be the skipper. This is fantastic. Sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, wait, wait, it only took us four episodes to break down the Gilligan's Island Lost comparison. I'm glad. I'm happy for this. A three-hour tour, a two-thousand-mile airplane ride. I think that also means it's inevitable we're going to do a special episode of this podcast where we cover the made-for-TV movie Return to Gilligan's Island at some point. Duh. Yeah, because they've got to go back. And that's all I know. They've got to go back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so literally my only point is you go, Saeed. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of making the antennas to triangulate the French lady signal. I doubt Mm -hmm. it'll work, but at least he's trying to do something. I I, I definitely like that he's getting Caden on this plan, too. Yeah, it's the two of them. And it's just on the sly. Like, he doesn't want to give anyone too much hope or anything. Well, it's also because, again, there's only like six or seven people who know about the signal. Mm-hmm. So, and as he said, I have to lie to everybody. <laughs> 
So, nice. so they are yeah. talking uh, Charlie in the chat room. Uh, this Hope Love says Charlie is my favorite character. And then Angel says, so far, Charlie is one of my favorites, though mm-hmm. I haven't seen a lot of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So the pig hunt. The pig hunt. Speaking of, uh, you know, the- them putting that wire up in the tree and everything. The pig yeah, hunt. The pig hunt. I, okay. So why does Locke lie about the monster at the end? I don't understand the why of it. Obviously, like, something happened that he doesn't want to admit. Yeah. I, 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 I'm assuming he learns something important about the monster or about the 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 nature of the monster he had to have seen it yeah exactly exactly but whatever I mean, it is i mean because the camera angle is from the monster mm-hmm. and you Locke see, looks directly at it right yeah. and the leaves are all separate like there's nothing there mm-hmm. so i'm wondering what he learns about the nature of the monster and why it's important to him to keep it from the others to lie to the other others about it because they ask him point blank did you see the monster hey dude what's up did you see the monster and he's like no dude no no dude, dude. i just i just uh, dude. just got a pig dude uh, so, but I, I and obviously, uh, Mike Lucero has told us that yes, this will be addressed again. But I, yes. I, I hope it gets addressed soon, and I hope there's some sort of clear answer about it. Like, I, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, he says Michael said that uh, the answer did leave leave him wanting a little bit, but uh, hopefully, uh, satisfies me to some degree. Anyway. To some degree. Also, I, I was kind of wondering because you know uh, we see Michael's leg get mm-hmm. messed up by a pig. Yep. I wonder if we're going to see this play out in a in a naturalistic way. Is there going to be an infection? Is it going to heal wrong and he's going to have a limp or something? Or is it just going to be like, and we're off to episode five and Michael's leg is fine again? Um, I don't think it'll be. Um, I think it'll it, be, it'll need sewn up and cleaned up and patched. But I mean, there's only so much antibiotics. He ain't mm-hmm. getting any unless he starts looking pussy. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying, you know, in, in this kind of you know Lord of the Flies via Heart of Darkness, Walking Dead kind of world, mm-hmm. I, I, an injury, any sort of injury, is horrendous. It, it yeah. should be a major plot point because you know, especially after they already wasted all all of the antibiotics and they and killed everything. the guy. Uh, yeah, on uh, Federal Marshal 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 Will and Holly or whatever his name is. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, yeah, I, I, I hope that uh, kind of circles back around to being a major plot point mm-hmm. uh, in the next cup, next episode or two anyway. It'll be something. You know, I hope they don't just drop it off. Nah. Um, I, I, no, I don't think they really can even drop it off because it, it was such a major plot point in this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, Kate had to bring him back instead of finishing the hunt. His son started to come around to him because, oh, my dad's injured. Like, it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I also, um, you know, back to Locke in those knives. Mm-hmm. Why did he have to chuck a knife at somebody's head to let everybody else knew he had them? Was it just him being like flamboyant, like, "Hey, I'm Locke the Badass"? Yes, yes, that's it, exactly what it was. It, it just seems so unnecessary. It, you know, it seems unnecessary, but I think it actually also gave him. Well, street cred or beach cred because mm-hmm. it proved that he knew what he was doing with that um, instead of just this guy going, hey, look, I've got these knives. Uh, let's go hunt the boar. No, if he could control throw this knife, mm-hmm. which how could he do that? <laughs> um, well, he's been training, right? He's been training you know, for his walkabout. I would like to see some of his training because, he, well, he was in the I, – I mean, you know. <laughs> so there's that. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, what else did he have to do? Uh, he just talked to the phone sex operator and threw knives at walls. Yep, there you go. That's the rest of Locke's backstory. Literally, that's all it, mm. all it is. Him sitting in a room. Hi, Helen. 
Hi, Helen. Helen, would you like to come out to an Australian walkabout? $87 an hour. That seems high. It seems really high. Um, have you been calling sex operators lately? No, I did. I did used to call the Teenage Mutant Ninja Teenage Turtles Ninja Tur- uh, 900 number when I was a kid, though, and I Hilarious. remember the phone number being several hundred dollars. Nice. Uh, I got in trouble for that one. Okay, uh, so, uh, you know, with these knives, Locke gets the pig. He kills the pig. Mm-hmm. He brings the pig home. Uh the piggy goes wee 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 all the way home again, and uh, you know it's nice. Awful. They're going to have some food for a few days at least. Um, well, now that they the have group. the knives to cut the pig. Yeah, and you know there are other pigs on the island. Uh, there's obviously some other animals on the island. Not many, but uh, so no, I think, not necessarily not many. Mm-hmm. Like, well, not many that we've seen. Thank you. It's only and been four days. Potentially not many that you could hunt hand-to-hand combat style with a knife. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get a bear like that. Not with a group of guys with all seven of Locke's knives. He's going to jump on the back and, like... Yeah, yeah. No, oh, it's awful. But, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I seriously think... I hope somebody in the group takes the initiative and starts working on some farming stuff. Because at this point, the group's not sustainable well, for more than a couple weeks. Well, I think we'll get there, actually, in my next point. Oh, yeah. A little bit. You want to talk about that? Okay. Well, it's sort of not directly, but it gets there. Mm -hmm. So, Michael and the Korean lady's relationship, who I'm donning the Korean lady um, sweater today. So, sure, they don't speak the same language, but they understand each other enough. Mm -hmm. um, Because I think they're both in just really weird places with their current relationships. Yes. Like, he doesn't get along with this son because he doesn't know him. He's seen her topless. He's seen her topless. <laughs> no, he being Michael, not Walt. Yeah, um, yeah. And Korean lady and her husband are like, ah. yes, Angel. Hold on. Let's go back to that question. Why didn't they use the polar bear for food? I think because they'd have had to tell people there was a polar bear. Yeah. They would have had to haul it back to camp, too. They'd have had to hack it. Which, first. I mean, polar bears are, what, hundreds of pounds? Oh, that thing yeah. was easily six hundred pounds, and they had other concerns, and they weren't. Lo- they weren't again in another situation where they weren't looking to survive long term on the island. Right, they were trying to get off the island asap. Right, you know. Um, but yeah, I love that he asks her to watch Walt, and somehow they get there, mm-hmm. and um, Walt and Korean Lady end up sort of bonding over um, the chia or toothpaste. <laughs> yes. Thanks. Which I was really glad to see too, because I it, it was literally a scene before that that mm-hmm. happened, before that scene happened, where she shows him how to brush the teeth and stuff. I was like, man, these guys are going to have some serious dental problems within weeks because they're no one's going to get to brush their teeth, and what chance for romance on the island? Because no one's going to want to kiss each other because they but all they're have, all skanky, so they, they don't all have notice. Stinky breath. But I'm glad they've solved it. Well, and also sort they've of going, going with that. She had a couple of handfuls of different um, plants. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just the chia. There was something else. So Yeah, I, and I, I definitely feel like her and her husband are going to end up being very invaluable because they have a lot of this naturalistic kind of knowledge that a lot of the other people are lacking. I mean, Saeed has good technical knowledge. Right. Well, they and each... And organizational knowledge. And they each bring something different to the table. Like, the two of them come from a completely different culture than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everybody else there is from America, Australia, and, like, in England. Not yeah. New England. England. Um, so between those three, they're all... Yeah, they're different, but they're all relatively similar cultures. Yeah, I mean... It, similar it, enough, I they, guess. They all went through the Industrial Revolution 100 years ago and have lived in that 
kind of right. uh, pre-modern and current modern and post-modern world. Right. You know, for and, your, where, you know, uh, Korea, I, that's more of a recent development, right. uh, more so than other countries. Right. And while um, Mr. Korean couple, whatever, um, <laughs> he, um, you know, he definitely has the whole – you're looking up his name, so I don't have to call yeah. him Mr. Korean couple. Yes. Um, he um, definitely looks like he works like in an office as like an accountant or a tech guy or whatever. But growing up in that culture, he knows how to, you know, plants mm-hmm. and digging for food. Jin and Sun. Jin and Sun. Oh, yeah, because I'm going to remember any of that. Well, we even had a, I believe, uh, Jin's Magic Sushi was the name of one of our. Oh, it was Jin's Magic Sushi. Well, th- that's relevant mm-hmm. to this. So, but I'm It's going to be interesting to see. I'm very excited to watch episode five, though, which is why we're probably going to end up recording the episode this week. Yeah. And that's good, though, because then we can start getting these audio episodes out to people, too. Right. We might get some more feedback. Yeah. Definitely. It won't just have to be Michael. All by my. Okay, arbitrary scale, Emory. Okay. Out of 47 wild boars on a plane, how many wild boars on a plane do you give this episode? Mm, 38. And that's not going to be popular in the chat room, I know. Why? Um, it was really good. I And it was nice to get a backstory that was actually interesting to me because Kate's was really boring. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I want to know what happened in the mo- with the monster. And I feel like they should have had another guy or two with them hunting the wild mm-hmm. boar. And- Sadly, I, I, I feel that if uh, your your criticisms are that they didn't answer a certain question, you're going to be in for a lot of criticism right. over the course I of the I know. Story. Okay. So I like – From what I've heard. I don't know. I liked it. It was good. It leaves me wanting more. But mm-hmm. I'm not like <gasps> – drooling at netflix going play the next episode i don't care if we have to record i'm not doing that yeah so how does that yeah make I can, sense I can see that i can see yes <laughs> uh, oh i uh, michael lucero i give it 47 and one loose tusk because Locke is awesome and that end scene is amazing nice that's fair okay nice. as for me i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it 45 because oh. i thought it was a really strong episode i mm. really love Locke, and i remember uh loving him more and more as the series goes on i can't mm. remember why but i'm, I'm trusting in my my vague memories uh, yeah. to guide me through but i uh, you know i really loved uh the, the whole thing with him watching the episode knowing that he was in the wheelchair the miracle yeah, was a, was a whole different kind of experience than watching it the first time when I didn't know too. Mm. So so that was fun, and I I just uh, thought it was good. Mm-hmm, thought mm-hmm. it was a good one. Angel gives it forty five wild boars. It was pretty intriguing it's episode, and I kind of want more answers. Again, Angel, welcome to the group. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, we are going to be back very shortly uh, with a talk about Episode 5. We'd love to hear your feedback on Episode 5 after you watch it. Uh, if you're if you're watching this on YouTube in real time or listening to the Patreon MP3 uh, version, uh, we'll probably be recording sometime after Christmas, maybe Saturday. Yeah. Uh, the Saturday after Christmas, uh, 2015. And if you want to send us in feedback, the vo- uh, the Email is we're so lost podcast at gmail.com. The Facebook is <laughs> facebook.com slash we're so lost. The Twitter is at we're so lost. And the voicemail number, as always, is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Uh, we're so lost might not be mentioned on there yet, but I will probably update it. It will that be there soon. Also, so, if you're sending us an email, please make sure we're so lost podcast there because there is a we're so lost 
at gmail.com and I've I have accidentally said some stuff and I've been like, I'm sorry, I'm strong. Yeah. So just be careful with that. Definitely. Okay, so I guess that'll about do it for this week. We want to thank everybody in our chat room, Angel and uh, Hope and Michael. Hope and Michael and Chanserve, who's a bot. Oh, Chanserve. But uh, join us next time because uh, wait, yeah. how, how do we end this show? Because I, oh, you, I I don't know. You know what? We're, we're so lost. We're not on screen. I know we're not, but I can't not put me on. Uh, you have a Gus Gus. Uh.